I made this game about as easy as it can get for a brother of your complexion. Thank you. If you don't run the table in this, I don't know how I could look at you anymore. Is there a prize? Yeah. What's the prize? A brand new used Pontiac. A brand new used Pontiac. A brand new used Pontiac. It's old, but it's clean. Unless you want an Oldsmobile Cutlass. What does it look like? It looks like an Oldsmobile <laughs> Cutlass. <clears throat> a 92 Toyota Camry. It's a reliable car right there. That motherfucker's still rolling. That's re- reliability. The best, the best ability is dependability. They don't make cars like that no But more. a close second is reliability. And it could be said that they're the same ability. No, you, you, you said no lies, bro. Those are bars for you. Are you ready to get this thing started? I'm ready, though. It's going to be a good day. Because in just a few short minutes, my brother Dijon is going up against our friend Melinda in a battle of cultural wit. Can't wait. I made sure I had this thing set up. I threw a little questions in there to throw you off. Mm-hmm. But for the most part, you this for you, dog. This is this is a layup. Man, we're gonna see. Come on, man. <laughs> Welcome to another episode of This Ain't a Podcast featuring Spratt. Indeed. A few things we want to get into before we have all the fun and whatnot. Um, one, the Titans demolished the Bills last night. The internet's demolishing Cardi B's nipple. I don't know why, man. It's Areola. You, look, nigga. It's a beautiful thing. Because you know how these dudes that sit behind their keyboard all day think that a woman should look. They're never going to get that woman, but that's what they should. They should look a certain way to them. I don't know how they can see that from their mother's basement. But that's that's the world we live in. Your keyboard warriors swear that they're gonna pick up bag chicks that are better than and more attractive than Cardi with the perfect body. You know what's crazy? The same guys that talk about her are probably the same guys that jerked off to that that picture like three times. That's just on their wallpaper on their computer now. Yeah, and the phone, and anywhere else they can look at a naked woman so they can feel good about themselves. Pretending. Poor Offset, he bought that. What did he buy her? Like a Lambo or some shit for her birthday? He bought a bunch of shit. I mean, he back. He back, but he ain't. <laughs> he but back. we know he back. Listen, he, he's never gonna not be back. He gonna always be there. This, that's he. <laughs> the best ability is. Did you see? She posted a picture up on Instagram of like all these Birkin bags, and he was like, "There was fifteen of them," and he goes, "I'm responsible for fifteen of those." I don't know who got the better flex right there. Having 15 Birkins, no matter how you get them, is a flex. Being able to buy 15 Birkins is a flex. That's also, But we're not, we're not going to act like Cardi can't buy herself 15 Birkins, too. Birkins, people only get gifted Birkins when they have enough money to buy Birkins on their own. It's the craziest thing. You don't start getting shit until you're rich. That's true. Then they want to give you everything in the world. They give the Super Bowl MVP a car. For what? For the for their drive in the game? <laughs> and they give him a car that's below their tax bracket. They just gave Eli Manning a car. He was like, my, my child doesn't even want this. What am I do with this? What, what am I do with this car? I don't even drive. What am I going to do with this Lexus? I have a driver. When, when have you ever thought that Tom Brady ever smirched his cheeks in a new Lexus? Oh, my God. That is poverty for him. His mouth-kissing son ain't even driving that one, any of those cars. 
He's going to give that to the help. Hey, y'all use that to carpool or whatever. Here, Consuela. Take this van I just got for winning the Super Bowl. Yeah, I got another one. So you got another one. Consuela is the boss in this bitch in the fucking cul-de-sac because she got 15 dead cars because Tom Brady keeps winning the Super Bowl. The Jets decided um, to do something that I still am puzzled by. They decided to release Le'Veon Bell. But Adam Gase still has a job. See, okay, so I thought about this Adam Gase stuff. Not ad nauseum because I don't give a shit. But I thought about it. <coughs> I know I know the, the what they're thinking. Let's let's at least through this season keep him. That way Sam has a whole offseason to learn a new offense <laughs> with the new coach. They don't wanna because they can easily if they if they fuck around they don't go the route of Washington and they're just gonna bench him. Which, at this point, is kind of like the nail in the coffin. Getting benched that young. Like, Dwayne Haskins is out of here. He's not, But he probably should have saw this coming when they brought Kyle Allen over during the offseason. There is no way in hell that you about to bring over the quarterback that you was just with. And I'm the starter that you didn't need, that you never wanted. Because it's always going to be like this. A, uh, a coach or regime is going to, they're going to get a quarterback that they really didn't want because they didn't draft him. And they're going to put in their own people. Now, with Sam Darnold, he's just not good. He's shown glimpses of being good. But, He's not good, but they don't give him anything to help him be good. Yeah. He's out there on an island, and they have no idea how to rescue him. They thought getting Le'Veon would help because Le'Veon does everything. Well, Le'Veon can't stay healthy, evidently. And I knew Le'Veon wasn't going to be happy about being there as soon as he signed the contract. At some point, when you're getting paid, you want to win, too. And I can tell you this, all the motherfuckers that, that got got mad with the Steelers and left, they've all come to regret it. Yeah. When you think about, other than Ben Roethlisberger, what they could have had if they had just stayed. Because Le'Veon wasn't a bad running back. Like, everybody wanted, wanted him. He just wanted to get paid. And they're like, we're not going to pay you like that. And I see why. Every time they think, every time you talk about a, a a running back who's why they shouldn't get paid, one of the best running backs shows you why they shouldn't get paid. Anytime a running back gets paid, as soon as he gets paid, he starts being ass or average. It, hey, look at the Cowboys. Zeke don't look like Zeke. Zeke ain't look like Zeke last year. McCaffrey's out. With a fucked up ankle. That's the last thing you want your fucking franchise running back to have is bum messed up ankles. Le'Veon. I don't know what the fuck's wrong with Le'Veon. I'm starting to see it with Mark Ingram, too. He's not really as explosive as he was last year after he got injured. Leg injuries to a position where they're li- that's literally their bread and butter. That is are, all your leverage. Are, are never good. And there's a whole lot of 30-year-old, 32-year-old, however old, that would be like, oh, I am, way, I am definitely not as athletic as I was when I was 25. But somehow we as fans are like, no, 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 pay these running backs. I rue the day Saquon's going to get an extension. I rue the day. Because he's marketable. So they might, they might throw a bag at him. But you just tore your ACL. And you were injured last year. What kind of a bag do you really need to get thrown? And we're not winning with you. That's another thing. A running back, honestly, if you're if the rest of your team is an upheaval, your running back being good isn't going to matter. The Panthers were losing with Christian McCaffrey running for all those yards. If you don't have an offensive line, that that running back is useless. Exactly. So all you're doing is putting miles on something with no insurance. 
But I get these teams drafting these players because they're once-in-a-lifetime players. But if you take that once-in-a-lifetime player and you milk him with no return, that lifetime sucked. And you could have got Joe Schmo in the fourth round and had the same. Yeah. Like, it's it's crazy to me. But these running backs got to realize, hey. Oh, 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 hold, on. hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. I got an update. I already know what this is. Oh, boy. Alabama head coach Nick Saban and tied athletic director Greg Byrne have tested positive for, for coronavirus. This is huge. I say this is huge because Alabama is the program. Fuck SEC, fuck whatever you... Alabama is the program. Clemson right now is a close second, but Alabama is the program. So to have the head coach of said program get this disease, this illness, and to be out for at least two weeks, and then you got to think of extended time because he has to test negative like several days in a row. Alabama will be fine, but this is big. This is one of those where greed took over, and you might end up losing your coach because of it. Who's in the what? He may not be able to recover from it. We still don't know the long-time effects, and this man is not young. <clears throat> he's a coach. So you think coronavirus is going to let up because he's a coach? No, he doesn't do anything physically from, to help my team. I want you to expand on that. Um, I don't need him at 100% health. We, we watch coaches all the time be sickly and coach. We also watch coaches coach to their million years old. What's the dude's name from Philadelphia, defensive coordinator? That motherfucker coached until he died on the field. The dude from Pittsburgh that went to like Tennessee, he's like a million years old. Yes, but that wasn't with a deadly illness that could kill them instantly. I understand that. But we don't know if he's asymptomatic. We don't know what what shit he has. Now, I'm not just gonna, going to assume that the dude is just going to be fucked up for the rest of his life. It's shown that more times than not, that's not the case. But if anybody on my football program is going to get sick or something and not be quite right, here, take my coach. <laughs> he don't throw. He don't catch. He don't tackle. He don't do shit. We could still go on with the coach. Am I wrong to believe that Alabama's whole coaching staff is ingrained a winning culture in that system? To the point where if Saban's not there, they know what to do. I, I understand where you're coming from. I truly do. I understand everything you're coming from. And I, and I agree with everything that you're saying, okay? To a degree. Here's where I'm coming from. This is a man who went out and recruited all these players. Mm -hmm. Some of these players don't respect the other coaches. Some of these players will probably do whatever they want until Nick Saban comes around and sort of straightens them out. You hear stories about that in college a lot. A young star athlete comes onto the field and then like there's this coach that he doesn't believe is actually telling him, you know what I mean? Like I was a five-star athlete and then like the big coach can come through and sort of straighten them out. All it takes is for the head which Nick Saban is the head of that program. I think he's the head of Alabama sports, really, when you think about it. Yeah. To go down. Now, I'm not wishing. I hope he comes back full recovery. I don't want anybody to catch. I'm ready for this all this shit to be over with. But what I'm saying is, is if this is more severe, than, like, say he has an underlying condition. Because we don't, we don't know Nick Saban's health. No, of course not. But say he has an underlying condition and this really reacts to that negatively and he's out, out. What do you do then? Because this man is recruiting. Some players don't even want to come to Alabama unless Nick Saban is there. Well, if, if it gets to that point, then they just got to do something. But yeah, they're going to have to keep playing. Listen, you're talking to a person that was like, y'all are idiots in the first place. But so you shouldn't. This shouldn't have happened in the first place because if he would have been at home and not coaching these students, 
that go to parties and go wherever the fuck they want to go, maybe he wouldn't have been exposed. And Tuscaloosa is not a quiet little college town during football season. So we put we put football over everything because the bullshit excuse is the South. Okay, well, die. Get sick and die. But shout out to your football team. They went on without you. I, I can't really open my mind to, to care too much. And I know he was one of the driving forces to make sure that football was played. He's Nick Saban. And I also know the motherfucker got enough money that he is exposed to much better medical <laughs> medical expenses than we are. Yeah, that's another thing. The rich but, motherfuckers don't die. <laughs> Not like this. I mean, they only named two people, but they haven't been really naming players. And the athletic director is irrelevant. Yeah, that's one of those. Especially at Alabama. It's like a glorified assistant in a way. He's just the guy that's there to get fired when shit goes left, that we can fire him first. Yeah, you're sort of like <laughs> a safety hat. You're the scapegoat. <laughs> when, when some NCAA violations come, they go fire your dumb ass first. In Alabama, he might be the only one that gets fired. They might throw an assistant or two on the fire, but Nick Saban is bulletproof. And if, if you don't think that every, every doctor in Alabama is like, hey, hey, <laughs> we're going to protect Mr. Saban. Come on, man. Come on. It's just sad that when you talk about the NFL and how they've dealt with the positive test. They – they they kept it well. What they did was they kept it to where they said some players and a coach or whatever. Here, I'm seeing you know there may be a player or two, or sometimes they'll say the team has been tested and da da da. But they don't really care about the players there. They just name the coaches, like the coach is the name. Well, that's college sports. Period. To the point to where it makes you, if you aren't really a fan. Go, huh? A lot of the moves that NCAA has been making these past few months have just been very questionable. And here's my question. And the Big Ten hasn't even started yet. I just watched Virginia Tech play UNC last week lose with 15 players out. Some due to COVID, some due to whatever. They just postponed this LSU game. How come some programs are allowed to play underhanded, well, un- unmanned, undermanned, and some programs are given a mulligan? And I asked that at NFL, too. Why did the Patriots have to play that game against the Chiefs? Well, the NCAA is a joke of a governing body. Like, they only care about what the students did behind their back than what actually is going on for the benefit of whatever sport it is. The NFL, I'm right with I'm I'm agreeing with you. I feel like if you put somebody on IR, if this wasn't going on and somebody was on IR, you would keep playing that game. Exactly. It would be next man up. And why why? That's why you have a whole practice squad. It, why why is this happening? And don't make me be the one to have to fucking defend the Patriots. But why did they have to play a game where they they had a player out for COVID? But other teams are getting mulligans. The Steelers got a mulligan. They didn't. They weren't even. It was the Titans. They you had to play why. the Titans. You know why. And the, the Titans were like, oh, no, we, we have a couple players out. And like you said, it was none of their key pieces. Not like it matters, but you know, how, how is this happening? You know why the Patriots had to play the Chiefs. You know why the Patriots had to play the Chiefs. They need those highlights. They need those highlights from old boy. And there, it, it wasn't a whole lot of them in that game. And they probably were pissed about it, too. Because up until the end, when the really it was more or less New England making mistakes more than Kansas City running up the table. Yeah. If, if Cam Newton plays that game, Kansas City loses. Yes. Which, at this point, it will be two games in a row. Like, they wanted the highlights. That's the only reason why they moved that game back a day. And that needs to be, somebody needs to answer some questions about that. How are you picking what teams get get uh, mulligans and the other, what teams don't? Because they fucked the Patriots. The Patriots had to get up early, test, and then travel that day to the game. 
I I'm really done with the Tuesday games. I really feel like they need to go ahead and. There's only been one. I thought this was the second one. Mm-mm. Remember the last one got postponed. Yeah, that's <laughs> right. That was that was the Steelers and the in the Titans. Yeah, they were trying. They were thinking of two, but they never it never happened. Yeah, they they ended up moving that because more Titans got it. Um, but I'm with you, man. Like if there are a number of players on IR. They need to go ahead and just next man up. If you yeah, if you're telling me you don't have enough people to play the game, you lose. And that's another thing. If if you got 15 players out because of COVID and you don't have enough players to play, there's no postponing. You lose. That's all. That's it. You, you took an L. That's an L for you. Like you're a bunch of grown men. You not, should be able to implement not, something. Take a couple of weeks off and come back. We're gonna get you another game scheduled. That's crazy. And like, it's only happening with certain teams. Now you got other teams that's got to shuffle their shit around. The Ravens got to shuffle their bye weeks around so they can play the Steelers in a week that they were always with the play. It's, dog, this, everything is complicated. And then, wait. Now you got to check out the team that they played before and make sure they don't got no shit. And then you got to do, you're doing all this. And I don't feel like it's going to, this isn't going to get any. Now you're laying, now you're laying fans in the stands in, in a lot of cases. Like you're rushing way too much. Like y'all just wanted to bring football back and didn't care about the consequences at all. And didn't even think of any outside factors. These are pro athletes. Like even baseball implemented a bubble system at, during the playoffs. Yeah, and they haven't had a test. And they, and, and they, they had their shit in the early part of the season. And we laughed at we laughed at them because they were idiots, but they got it straight. Yeah, they had to go back to the drawing board. There's that. I'm there's nothing that shows me that NFL is getting anything straight or college. Every did week, you, every week, there's a game postponed in college. Did you did you see Texas A and M when they when they brought all those fans in? Yeah. And instead of spreading them out, they put them all at the twelve like by the twelfth man sign, mm-hmm. so that they can have that picture, which defeats the purpose. It just affected everybody and you, that was in And stands. you know what the fans are doing? After a team wins or loses, they're going, and they're going to drink at places. If the team wins, they're going to celebrate. How Whether it's celebrate. parties or bars or whatever, they're going somewhere, and they're congregating in large groups. And no, they're not safe about it. And guess where your football players are going after they win big games? If you think they're going back to their dorm to study, you're a fucking idiot. They're going to these parties. They're going to the bars. They're on an emotional high. They just beat whoever. They're, they're riding high. They're going to go have some fun. I would be shocked if this isn't the way that all these people are getting COVID. Because you're not getting it from sitting in your house. And not talking to people. And not interacting with people. And if you're getting it at practice, then where's that coming from? Yeah, it, 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 there's just no way you could implement it. It's too late now. The time to implement things would have been way back when this started so that you can at least have something. But y'all were just so ready to throw football, both the NCAA and NFL. Like Canada, they're smart about it. They're like, nah, I'm chilling. And up there, they love football just as much as we do down here. The players aren't sacrificing anything. Nobody sacrifices anything. At least with the NBA, the players were sacrificed. They, they were like, let's sacrifice our lives and finish this season. Hey, there's an episode of Scrubs that if you watch this episode of Scrubs, you just see how easy it is to spread shit like this. It's an episode where uh, JD had to fire Cabbage. He was one of his interns, and he was horrible. Well, at the beginning of the episode, they show how easy it is to spread diseases. By illustrating where the disease area is with green. And if you touched it, your hand would turn green and whatever you touched would turn green and so on and so forth. Well, at the end of the episode, the stupid ass kid cabbage who just got fired picks up a pair of gloves with his bare hand off the floor in the hospital. Guess what? His hand turned green. He throws that away. Everything he touches turned green. He goes, and there's an old lady who's been at the hospital, and she's just about to get out. Like the bitch is dressed, ready to leave the hospital. And he goes and talks to her. He shakes her hand. Guess what? Her hand's turning green. And then, 
Out of habit, she puts her hands on her fucking face. Guess what? You guessed it. Her face turned green. And in the next episode, guess what? That old bitch died. That's how easy it is. And you don't even think about the shit. Now, put that in a football game. We just watched the Chiefs play the, the Patriots, and there was a player playing in the game who had COVID. They're still like finding and trying to um, like punish coaches for not wearing their mask on the field. It's about to be week six. Stephen Gilmore <laughs> had COVID. It was all up in the reigning Super Bowl MVP is his face. And imagine this. His girlfriend or fiance just announced that she's pregnant. Pregnant. If he gets it because they don't have to go to a hotel in quarantine. They go straight home. Imagine he goes home and he got it and he didn't know. And now he, he gives that to her. Mm. And that affects the baby. That's some scary shit, boy. But prayers to all of those who have it. I hope you make it through those two weeks asymptomatic and you keep living a healthy life afterwards. Did you see the Nets unveiled their uh, throwbacks, those tie-dyes? Yeah, I saw that. I'm not even going to ask you how you feel about those. I'm just going to say it's a little much. It's just a little much. Here's my thing. If you're going to wear a throwback jersey, why wouldn't you wear a throwback jersey of a time when the Nets were good? And they got my man Kyrie modeling it. Getting ready to disappoint the entire NBA fan base in those ugly jerseys. God bless them. How you feeling? Do you, do you still feel like... I know it's just been a few days, man, but how you feeling now? Now that you have time to really relax. It's really been like, damn, I can't believe we actually won. Now, not like I didn't think we could win, but yo, it, this, it, this shit actually happened. It's like the dream phase over where you, you, you believe it now? Nah, now it's to the phase that I'm like in my mind trying to orchestrate a, like put together a better, better team for next season and get myself hype on that. Even though I have no idea how much money they have to offer people. I have no idea who's coming back, who's leaving. Um, I'm just kind of, we, here's, we could get, a, we could have a better team. And there are people out there available that's going to be available that will make our team better. Like who? Throw out some names. Uh, if Boogie's 100%, he'll be there. Uh, Gallinari from OKC, he should be available. Trades can be made. Um, there's a whole, there's, there's players out there that should, Dragic will be available. That's, that's a kid that we watched during the, the whole playoffs lead the league and score, lead the, lead his team in scoring until he was injured. There's going to be people available that can make us better. Nobody wants to interview any of our coaches. So we're bringing the whole coaching staff back. Everybody wants to interview coaches that are from teams that lost. Like they want, they want Ty Lue. They want, they want Doc Rivers, which I, uh, of course we want Doc Rivers. He's one of the best coaches in the history of the game. People want (laughs) fucking Dan Tony. They want all these people Except people from the world champions. Wait, wait, hold on, hold on. I know you were talking about something serious. I just saw the score to this damn game. Yeah, y'all getting smidacked. It's eleven to zero at the bottom of the first. Yeah, y'all getting smidacked. Now I know my team, and I know there's a way we can come back from this. But I'd be damned. That means basically everybody that came up to bat got a run and then some. That is crazy. All right, no, back to what we were talking about. I'm mad now. I'm mad now. I knew this was going to be a series, but no. Nah. Not like this. God damn. Not like this. <laughs> Yo, I never... You know what? That, that, was, that was karma from all the celebrating I was doing last night and the night before. Godly. That, yeah, that is a lot of runs. In the first half of the inning. To open the game up. Like, you bring your start out, you're like, oh, he's going to get us to, like, the fourth, fifth inning. Cool. 
And that nigga gives up 11 that, runs in that, the first that inning. That is definitely on a pitcher. I wonder, if they, I wonder if they changed out pitchers. I have zero clue. Because I, I didn't know they were starting this early. Because at some point, if you sitting there and you letting your pitcher get tapped up for 11 runs, you're at fault too. Oh, my God. No, this was this. They never changed pitchers. Well, there's still a lot. And here's the thing. Y'all, <laughs> y'all had two outs <laughs> before they started hitting. Like, they only hit one. Only one scored, before, and then they had two outs. So y'all had opportunity. And these dudes just, oh, my God. If we come back from this. God bless. Hey, man, because the Dodgers almost came back yesterday. If y'all come back from this, y'all sweeping them. That'll, that'll crush all your morale right there. Yeah. Yeah. Well, all right, man. That's all we had to really talk about before we get down to the fun and games. Oh, man. All I ask is that you take it easy on the girl. You know she's real sensitive. I don't take it easy on anybody. I was praying. You play the game, you get you bring your best. I'm not one of those dudes that let girls win to be like to make them feel good. I'm one of those dudes that will beat them in a submission at whatever game we're playing. Wow. We're equals. Yeah. I don't want you to feel like I'm treating you like a child. I want you to know that I will beat your ass in any game we're playing. I rail I teach railing all the time. I'm not just gonna let you win because we're playing Mortal Kombat and you're a girl. I'm beating the brakes off you, if and I'm hitting you with a fatality. If you've grown enough to pick up the sticks, you've grown enough to take this ass whooping. I watch, I watch Dave Chappelle beat a sick kid at Street Hoops. So, yeah. Yeah. You pick up the sticks, it's, it's, it's game on. Don't bring your kid to the table if we playing Uno. Oh, man. They better, learn, they better know how to count. That's, that's when you see a player get injured and their replacement comes and they're a rookie that's never played the game. Get oh, burned. Guess what? Quarterback is only throwing at you. <laughs> it's Getting over. Burned. That's the most disrespectful shit ever, by the way. When you see that, when the quarterback knows he's a rookie, and you see they're just going to keep throwing in that direction. You know how I knew we were going to win on Sunday, on Sunday night? The Lakers, that is? Because they put Goran Dragic in the game. And he could barely walk. I said, oh, go at this fool every time you get the ball. And guess what they started doing? <laughs> this dude was food out there. I said, Eric Sposher, you should be ashamed of yourself. That should have make you want to cry. When you hear, oh, man, the rookie out there. All right, man, we're going over there. It's like, no, man, I, I'm on the team for a reason. I nah, just want to live. We know why you're on the team, but it ain't going to matter right now. <laughs> you about to be all over ESPN, dog. Dog, we about to. You might want to retire after this. We about to OD on you. Boy, you thought. Like, damn, that nigga gave up 57 points straight. You, th- you thought it was sweet over there on the bench, huh? And then they're going to take all the all the confidence out of you. you going to shoot a jump shot, and there's going to be an air ball, and it's going to be over for you. Had clean jerseys all the way up to week eight. Now you got to you gotta make this money, huh? Coach, like, yo, come here. Come here. Come here. Come sit down. Come sit next to me. This is a loading experience for you. This, build, this builds character. No, we're just going to play with 10 men on the field. We'll see how that goes. Use the linebacker as a spy. Same way. <laughs> Oh, that, I just want to live. <laughs> oh, it, remember, remember how Drake looked in that, that laugh now cry later yes. video with KD was about to go at him? Same thing. You trying to fear his eyes? Talk all that shit until the receiver is like 10 yards downfield. You running your fastest you've ever ran, and you're still 15 yards behind him. You thought you jumped high enough to tip the ball away. Nope. Shit wasn't you even jumped close. a little higher. You 5'11", trying to out-jump a 6'5", right receiver. He's like, man, I was an all-star open locker. Nah. This ain't there. It's the big leagues, little nigga. <laughs> Pick up the sticks. So, no, I'm not, I'm not taking easy on anybody. All right, man. And I've never even played this game before, so I don't even know what to expect. She could watch me, but I highly doubt that's going to happen. Well, good luck to the both of you. And we'll be right back after this commercial break. I'm on style, body to shine. I look that totally on mine. Hair so soft, silky and free. I want something just for me. Just for me. No my conditioning, relaxer cream. Just for me. For combing and styling that's right free. Yeah, you 
five are just for me. No eye conditioning, cream relaxer system today. Created in part by mother. Especially for their daughter. By Proline. Innovative aerodynamics. Fuel injected multi-valve engines. Anti-lock braking systems. Four-wheel independent suspensions. This is advanced automotive technology for the 90s. This is Pontiac Excitement. Where you try to sneak into the kitchen without waking Daddy. Land on a noise, it could be back to bed for you. No way, Daddy! From Parker Brothers. Explore new worlds and new ideas through programs like this. Made available for everyone through contributions from viewers like you. Thank you. We are here with your soon-to-be favorite game show on the interwebs. That's right, this ain't a game show. Today we have two fantastic guests with us. We have Melinda, the sorority girl from the country club. She is the queen of the country club, actually. And of course, we have the amazing Dee, the Arabian prince by way of the Bronx. Of course, I can't leave out our host with the most. That's right. We have him here, Sprat. Thank you so much, Rachel. And welcome to This Ain't a Game Show. All right. So Rachel's going to introduce us to round number one. Well, Sprat, round number one is Big and Little Screen Trivia. Big and Little Screen Trivia. Here's the deal. I give you a clue. You give me an answer. If D cannot answer correctly, you can steal that point from him. Okay. And you can keep it going. Okay. Or D can fuck around and run the table in this. Uh-oh. <laughs> okay? Okay. So, knowing how this is going to go, I'm going to let Melinda go first. Is that fine? That's, that's cool. That's dude. probably way. Yes, I need, I need this advantage. I need this handicap because I'm going to fucking die. Oh, shit. Okay. Oh, Lord. Question number one. Bill Cosby and Luther Vandross had a silent cameo role oh my God. in this 1993 superhero film. <laughs> what? Oh. <laughs> go. Go, D, because I don't fucking know. No, you have to answer the question. Bitch, I don't know. That's my answer. You got to guess. Y'all, like, I, I don't even have something to pick out of my ass for this. Like, I don't know. Just right. go. D, do you know the answer? God, this is torture. What I <laughs> is agree to? Is it Meteor Man? What? It is the Meteor Man. Oh, Lord, like I watched the movie. <laughs> All right. D, <laughs> question number two. <laughs> okay. Claire Huxtable was very upset when her daughter had this with whom? <laughs> <laughs> Big fun with the wretched. Question number three. This 1991 feature film had the characters of Scotty Appleton, Keisha, and Da 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 Man. Uh, New Jack City. So far, it's been 3-0, D. In this Seinfeld episode of The Contest, the main cast refrained from this to become masters of their own domain. Uh, what is masturbating? My God, this is getting ugly quick. Question number five. Ice Cube and Ice T starred in this 1992 film, Looking for Hidden Treasure. Mm. Trespass. Eddie Murphy, Holly Berry, and Martin Lawrence starred in this 1993 rom-com. What is Boomerang? The character only appeared in this classic sitcom, Family Matters, after Steve Urkel consumed cool juice. Who was Stefan Arkell? Ricky Baker was to attend USC until tragedy struck in this 1991 film. Uh, what is Boys in the Hood? In the sitcom Girlfriends, Tony Childs could never say Maya's son's name. What was it again? Uh, his name was Jabari, also known as Jujifruit, Jamiroquai, Jambali, Jambariah, 
any of the names that start with J that couldn't be a child's actual name. The plot to the movie featured a band from Erie, PA, whom everyone called the Oneaters. Uh, this is going to be uh, that thing you do. In the sitcom, Martin, Tommy would write GTD in his black book. Oh, man. What does it mean? In regular terms, that meant he got the draws. Angela Bassett loved Tay Diggs in this 1998 film. Mm. Even with that terrible accent. What is uh, how Stella got her groove back? R&B group In Vogue hmm. okay. sang the theme song to this TGIF classic. Mm. Uh, what is the original black version of Friends Living Single? Ah, I'm sorry, D. Yeah, that is incorrect. For the still, Melinda, R&B group in vogue sang the theme song to this TGIF classic. I unfortunately have no idea. That would be Hanging with Mr. Cooper. Oh, goddamn. Mm. Once again, D is still on the board. Faison Love replaced Robin Harris in this animated film. Because Robin passed away before recording his lines. Mm, rest in peace to Robin Harris, but the answer is Bebe's Kids. Uncle Junior and Aunt Helen ran King's Towers in this sitcom. What is the Jamie Foxx show? Aisha in Chicago are characters in this 1993 film. I'm going to pass on that one. Melinda for the steal. Aisha in Chicago are characters in this 1993 film. You mean the year after I was born? Oh, Lord. It was poetic justice. Sugar Bakers was the name of this home business based in Atlanta in this sitcom. Melinda. Family Matters? Designing Women. Look, y'all, I, I literally <laughs> threw out just a random name. I'm sorry. Aerosmith's I Don't Want to Miss a Thing was featured in this 1998 film's soundtrack. Is it my go or her go? It's your go. Oh, man, that's um, Armageddon. Marissa Tomei had her big break in this classic sitcom set at a college in Virginia. A different <laughs> world. Benny, Ham, Squints, and Yeah Yeah mm. were characters in this 1993 film. The same lot. And that is the end of round one. We'll be right back after this word. From Arsenio Hall. It's going to be one of those nights for the soulful Keith Sweat and Blossoms by the Out on the next Arsenio Hall Show. Weeknights after Nightwatch. Push it, click it, press it, click it, tune it in, turn it on. This is what you watch it on. Anywhere you work it, integrate your circuit of the city. Circuit City. Come to the place of welcome. Technology with a heart. Welcome to Circuit City. The service is state of the art. A gadget and a gizmo. For electric machismo. Some amplitude for the radical dude. We're tuned into your attitude. Come to the place of welcome. Technology with a heart. Welcome to Circuit City, where service is state-of-the-art. Welcome to Circuit City, where service is state-of-the-art. Hi, we may not look like it, but we're secret superheroes starring in USA's awesome new show. Tattooed teenage alien fighters from Beverly Hills. We know it's got a long name, so to help you remember, we thought a few visual aids might be in order. So just think of it this way. Tattooed teenage fighters. From Beverly Hills. So that's it. Tattooed teenage alien fighters from Beverly Hills. Easy. Premiering next Monday at 6 on USA. So uh, before we get started with round number two, uh, Dijon, why don't you go ahead and tell us about yourself. Where did you get that nickname, the Arabian Prince, by the way? Jail. Oh. <laughs> Well, how was life in the Bronx? It was always cold. We can go ahead and get to know a little bit about Melinda here. Um, let's see here. I've known y'all for way too long. Finally, you guys podcast. Yeah, bitch, I don't know you either. Like, bye, you're a stranger on the street. 
All right, uh, we're just going to go ahead and start round number two here. Rachel, if you could just go ahead and give us an indication of what's going on with that, please. Next for round two, we've got sports. Go sports. Score points. Oh, now, I decided to add a little something else to the addendum. I will give you a description of a popular sports figure. All of the sports figures in this category are from the 757. That should help narrow it down a bit. Copy that. Oh, dear Melinda? God. Uh-huh. <laughs> you get to start off once again with this round. Yay. Are you ready? Sure. This NBA Hall of Famer played for the Charlotte Hornets from 1992 to 1995. Someone who, you know, bounced basketball? D. This NBA Hall of Famer played for the Charlotte Hornets from 1992. To 1995. Was it Bugsy Moe? That is incorrect. The answer is Alonzo Mourning. <laughs> Melinda? Yes. You get question number two. Okay, let's go. He is generally regarded as one of the greatest defensive boxers of all time. Oh, Lord. Um, I don't know. D! He is generally Regarded as one of the greatest defensive boxers of all time. Sweet P. Whitaker. Oh, okay. That one I've heard about. D. This four-time Pro Bowl safety won Super Bowl forty-eight with the Legion of Boom. Cam Chancellor. This current NBA Hall of Famer cried in his teenage years when his mother would take him to basketball practice. Alan Iverson. She rose to prominence in the 2012 Olympic Games, winning two gold medals. Gabby Douglas. This NFL Hall of Famer was a defensive tackle who went to four Super Bowls Bruce from Smith. 19... Just for that? Was that the right answer? Melinda! <laughs> this NFL Hall of Famer defensive tackle went to four Super Bowls from 1990 to 1994. Bruce Smith. All right. I would like to protest that. Yeah, yeah, I, Here's the deal. Oh, you're Yes. Here's the deal. This game is not over. Because in the final round, it is all or nothing. What is it? The zone. Discovery zone? Yeah, Discovery zone. Once you're in the zone, it'll blow your mind. We're talking major green light drone hammers. No basic valves and whistles here, boys and girls. A dependence of Matronic Mental Megatron. I do it up, pull out all the stops, blow out blitz. A vortex of groovings and crazy craft automatic frenzy with enough all our kitchen equipment to twist, tumble, and charge your insides into a pretzel and leave you begging for more. Discovery zone. You're either in the zone or you're not. Wanna play Bop It? Cool. It commands you obey! Bop It! <laughs> twist It! Tap It! If you can't keep up, twist it. you lose! Once you get your hands on Bop It, you're not gonna wanna stop it! Fast-talking electronic Bop It! Batteries not included! It's like the country like a plague. Thousands of helpless teenagers trapped in a dull, drab world of colorless video games. But there is Be all those points you have. How many points do I have? You have enough. You 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 won by a landslide if you get this one. <laughs> I know she only answered is my mic on? Yes. Yes. She only answered one question right, and that's the one I answered right in the YouTube way. But I actually sir, knew the answer to it. Sir, you have to take that up with the judges. Here's the deal. If you get this question wrong, Melinda not only steals this round, but she steals all the points you amassed, and she will win the game. So, if y'all are ready, Rachel. Our final round for the win. Literally. Are you ready? Melinda, are you ready? Let's do this. The question is... This pop star debuted in the late 90s with the album Sweet Kisses. In 2020, she topped the New York Times bestseller list for her book titled Open Book. Once again, this pop star debuted in the late 90s with the album Sweet Kisses. In 2020, she topped the New York Times bestseller list for her book titled 
Open Book. Once again, this pop star debuted in the late 90s with the album Sweet Kisses. In 2020, she topped the New York Times bestseller list for her book titled Open Book. Is it Jewel? Oh boy. That is incorrect. Melinda. So she put this out before she was, I think, like super hot and heavy with Nick Lachey. So, Jessica Simpson? Melinda, you have just won the first ever episode of This in a Game Show. Yes! God. Melinda, how do you feel right now? That game sort of slipped away from you in the first round, the first and second round there. Uh, It was actually, I thought I was going to get it. And then, like, the question was like, oh, wait, I know Sweet Kisses because that was right before she did her Dukes with Hazard stuff. So, yes, I'm very, very, very happy with this. All right. Whew. Well, unfortunately, we have nothing to give you because this show has zero budget. Bragging <laughs> <laughs> um, rights is all I needed with this one. This was a great show, and I appreciate both of you coming out here today. For Rachel, D, Melinda, I'm Spratt. This wasn't a game show. God bless this nation and this station. Now, Lord Albert, take us away. Promotional consideration paid for by the following. Pizza in the morning, pizza in the evening, pizza at supper time. When pizza's on a bagel, you can eat pizza anytime. Pizza bagel bites. Bite-sized pizzas on wholesome little bagels. Pizza during prime time. Anytime's the right time. Pizza going down a so fine. So fine, so fine, so fine. When pizza's on a bagel, you can eat pizza anytime. And any other time, try cheese bites, dynabites, and hot bites. Imagine the perfect video store. It would have a great selection, right? Right! Over 10,000 videos. Three evening rentals, so no rush, no hassle. Fast checkout. 24-hour quick drop return. Open late every night. Well, the perfect video store... Welcome to Blockbuster Video. ...is popping up all over the country. There's one near you. Blockbuster Video. Wow, what a difference.